In this busy world, everyone's always looking for the most efficient and effective way to achieve anything. So today we're gonna apply that to your exercise routine. I'm giving you four reasons to skip the weight machines and to use the free weights instead. Welcome back to the FitFeed Buy Read Podcast. My friends, as always, grateful for your energy, your time, your listening ears, and your willingness to learn. Today, we are talking about what goes down at the gym. And we're talking specifically about using free weights versus weight machines. What is the reason in the case for improving functional movement by the use of free weights? And when should weight machines come into play? You are listening to the health and fitness podcast for the female millennial. Step off the roller coaster of yo-yo diet and fitness trends with sustainable solutions to make positive habit change. Learn to stress less, eat smart, move more with me, Coach Reed, and the fit for life-minded guests I bring onto the show. We'll tackle one diet myth at a time, give you tactical ways to make change in your life, and deliver it all with a lighthearted quirk that you just can't stop listening to. As I like to say, it's an educational audio treat better said like a lollipop for your ears. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about a number of reasons that you should be considering using free weights instead of weight machines at the gym. We're going to talk all about the specific benefits. I'm going to talk a little bit about when is the right time to use the machines because there's definitely some validity to them, but there's a lot more quote unquote bang for your buck. We could say when you spend time doing free weights. So we're going to dive into some fun stuff here. This is definitely a more exercise focused episode. So if you are someone who is currently in an exercise routine or maybe is trying to get into an exercise routine, hopefully this is valuable information as you head into things. I know that there is a lot of conversation around what is the best type of exercise. Before I jump into any of the specifics, you guys, I want to mention this. Something is better than nothing. Doing some sort of exercise is better than nothing. So if you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, well, Reed, I do Zumba like four days a week. Does anyone still do Zumba? Can you even find those classes anywhere? That's a bad example. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing cardio kickboxing three days a week. There we go. Better example. And should I be weight training? The fast answer is yes. Weight training 100% has benefits for our body in many, many ways. I actually have mentioned this many a time, but if I had to pick between cardio and strength training, ideally, sidebar, you're doing both. But if I had to pick between the two, I would actually pick strength training for any individual for a multitude of reasons, unless, of course, they were training for a marathon. Uh, so there's a ton of benefits for our metabolism, tons of benefits just for our bone density as women, for the look of our bodies. That tends to be a thing that women think about. What is the kind of build and what's my physique look like? But far beyond that, from a performance perspective, metabolic perspective, uh, we, we always can leverage weights in a way that does give us some cardiovascular benefit as well. So I am very pro weight training, very pro strength training. So know that something's better than nothing. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, ooh, maybe I should be doing some strength training. Yes, the answer is I would highly encourage that. But do know that if you are already in a groove, you're like, Reed, I'm not trying to mess up my flow and what I'm doing is working for me. 
Great. I am glad that you are consistently exercising. That is huge and wonderful and important. So today we're going to be getting a bit more into some of the specifics of how to optimize your workout routine. So this is going to be for someone who's saying, hey, I want to find the way to do things most effectively, most efficiently. That's going to get me the best uh, the best results for the time that I have in the gym. This is going to be an episode for you. But I want to mention to start that something is better than nothing. So Do not disregard that. At the end of the day, when we don't enjoy what we're doing, the probability of us sticking with anything is very low. And so that is worth noting. That applies to exercise most certainly. If you are someone as well, by the way, who happens to be using a lot of free weights, right? Or excuse me, a lot of weight machines right now at the gym. Maybe you're like, hey, I've got a really great circuit that I'm doing on a regular basis. I'm doing it a couple times a week. It's easy. I know it and it's working for me. That's great. I'm glad to hear that. I would rather have you doing some strength training than nothing or no strength training. So if you are in a groove with the weight machines, that is a-okay. I'm not saying completely change that routine, but do take the information I'm going to share today and consider, hey, how can I maybe put this into place? I want to actually start here by defining for you guys what is a weight machine versus a free weight. The weight machines probably feels fairly explanatory, but to give you guys some examples, we're thinking about things like the leg press, a seated bicep curl, a leg extension, a hamstring curl. I mean, the list goes on. There are tons of machines on the market, but if you go into any sort of big box gym, generally speaking, all of the weight machines are going to be kind of lined up uh, near each other. Oftentimes gyms will organize them by the muscle group that they work. So you'll have like a whole row of back machines. Uh, you'll have a whole row of machines that focus more on arms. So you'll have more biceps, triceps. You'll have a row of machines that does more chest, more leg focused work, core focused work, etc. Gyms organize things a little bit differently sometimes, but, uh, those are the weight machines. This does technically include cable machines. I actually have a deep love for cable machines because I think they're highly multi-use and they're very, uh, very adaptable for a lot of situations. So technically cable machines do fall in the machine category. Uh, I tend to think more about machines, weight machines as the machines that only allow your joint to move in one range of motion one plane of motion, I should say, whether it's like a seated bicep curl or a leg press. The beauty of the cable machines, those are the ones where you can move the cable up and down, attach various attachments, and you can move that in all directions, all 360 degrees, which does offer some benefit uh, in terms of stabilization. Hint, hint, that's one of the perks of free weight training. So technically a cable machine is a machine, but note that today I'm going to be talking more about the machines that only allow you allow you to move in one plane of motion. Basically, you get onto the machine and there's one thing to do, right? Now, free weights are pretty much anything else, anything that's not attached to a machine. This is dumbbells, barbells, medicine balls, kettlebells, sandbags, right? There's all sorts of weighted things that we can use in a gym that are not fixed or attached to a machine uh, the way that the other things I just described are. So that's just kind of a quick definition. So you've got something to go off of. I think for most people that's fairly clear, but it never hurts to refresh on that. 
Before I jump into the four reasons to skip the weight machines and use free weights instead, I do want to mention as well that obviously free weights have more of a complexity of movement to them to some degree. Uh, not even to some degree, they do have more complexity because you're not attached to a machine. So there's not just one plane of motion to move in. So when you put a barbell on your back to squat, it's very different than when you sit down on the leg press to push that big weighted plate away from your body. And so there's more complexity to the movement. In that sense, there is slightly higher risk for injury. That is real and true. And it requires a bit more skill, I suppose we could say, or at least experience moving in those in those ways. And so I do highly encourage, I encourage this to people all the time to hire a personal trainer, even if it's just for a short season. I've had women come to me for this and say, hey, Reed, you know what? Like financially, I can't do this for, you know, I, I can't be training with you for the next three years, but I want to work with you for three months and I want to get as much as I can out of this so that I am moving well. And then when I go off to do my own workouts, I feel confident in how I'm moving. And yes, of course, there are certain movements that are highly, highly complex. When we think about even something, uh, even something like the deadlift and the squat, we can constantly tweak and, and, and correct and fix and, you know, optimize things with those, those compound movements. But especially when we think about things like the Olympic, li uh, Olympic lifts, like the snatch and the clean and jerk, there's a lot of complexity to those movements. So, you know, you'll, you'll know as you connect with your trainer or someone who makes sense in your area, but there is benefit to working with someone who can be a set of eyes to give you some feedback on how you are moving. Uh, that's, that's a great way to kind of work your way into the world of free weights. If it seems a little bit intimidating or you're just like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, that's a stellar way to get comfortable in that space. So friends, let's jump in. Let's talk about the four reasons to skip the weight machines. Number one, free weights are more effective. So more is required of your body when you are lifting free weights. This is as simple as the example of when I already used the squat and the leg press. When you are doing a leg press, you are seated. So yes, you're working dependent upon your foot positioning. You're working your glutes, your hamstrings, or your quads kind of dependent upon where your feet are located on that, uh, that large plate. But your core doesn't necessarily have to do quite as much. Your back's definitely not as engaged. You are seated. Versus doing something like a squat, a barbell squat, where your body, nearly everything is firing to some degree because you're stabilizing yourself in space. You're stabilizing a weight on your back in space while you're moving. And so the greatest difference really with free weights is the amount of stabilizer muscles that are required. Now, when we require more stabilizer muscles to do any given movement, we are increasing muscle recruitment. So the number of muscles that are firing is, there's simply more that are working, which does mean that every single rep that we're doing is more effective for your full body. It just, ha you, you are getting more benefit for what you're doing. So free weights are more effective than weight machines, generally speaking. Now, I know someone could argue, hey, but I'm a bodybuilder and I'm trying to just get a bigger bicep. Okay, yes, that's an insinuating circumstance. In that case, maybe there is something that's more effective about loading a ton of weight in a strict and clear plane of motion and using different bicep curling machines. Totally get that point. But for the average person who's like, hey, I want to find something that's effective. And number two, free weights are more efficient. 
mm-hmm, more efficient, generally speaking, free weights are going to be the way to go. So think of it this way. If you're someone who's like, hey, I'm really trying to get in and out of the gym quickly. I only have 40 minutes to be here a few times a week. I've got kids. I've got a job. I've got other things I need to focus on. Maybe I just don't care to like hang out in the gym and <laughs> be here for an hour and a half, whatever it is. Free weights are your friend because you can get a lot done very quickly because per the point I made before this, you are recruiting more muscles with every rep. I think of this truly as the more bang for your buck approach. There's more muscle benefit and in turn, there's actually a higher calorie burn. Not that it's a drastic calorie burn. And y'all know that I'm not one of those people who's like an encourager of hyper tracking your calories. But just to give you context, if you use more of your body with any given rep, you are going to burn more calories and you're going to get more muscular benefit, especially for those stabilizer muscles. The third point here is it's a hidden ab workout. Using free weights is a hidden ab workout. This connects back You're going to figure out quickly all these points connect together. This connects back to the fact that you are strengthening your stabilizer muscles when you use free weights. Now, your most critical stabilizer muscle for functional movement, mm, there's a hot word, is your core. So it's a hidden ab workout. When you do things like squats and deadlifts, especially if they're heavy enough for your capability, your core is working. Pull-ups, my friends, have you ever... That's not, I mean, this doesn't have even a weighted exercise. This is just using your body weight. Have you ever done a large set of pull-ups, banded or unassisted, whatever, it doesn't matter, and you realize the next day you're like, oh, my abs are sore. Where did that come from? I was working my back. Well, guess what? Because you were hanging from a bar and your core has to do a ton of work when you do that. When you load weight onto a barbell and you put it on your back or you do a front squat, talk about working your core, friends. If you want to do front squats, you will feel your core. So it is truly a hidden ab workout. I think a lot of people that are very pro-functional, functional exercise, which is like the hottest word of the day these days, they talk a lot about this concept of there's so much more benefit to lifting heavier weights in functional ways, heavier free weights, I should say, compared to doing a bunch of crunches. Because it puts, it puts the sort of strain on your body that is more evocative of the things you do in daily life. The crunch doesn't really mimic much in your daily life. Maybe sitting up out of bed, I suppose. (laughs) That's like a (laughs) sit-up. Okay, fair. But when you lift heavy groceries from the store, you've got two heavy groceries on either side. That's very similar to doing something like a farmer's carry. You pick up two heavy kettlebells on either side, you do a farmer's carry. Tons of benefit in that movement. A great free weight exercise. So it's more functional. You're strengthening those stabilizers and your core is doing a ton of work. A strong core also aids a lot in balance. I always like to remind people when I talk about the core that the core really is like a girdle that wraps around your midsection. It is not just your six pack region, which is the rectus abdominis muscle. It is also your transverse abdominis, your deep core musculature. It's your obliques. It's your erectors in your in your backside, your your core wraps all the way around to the backside. And the beauty of doing challenging free weight training is, depending on the movement, of course, there's almost always, there really almost always is some level of core required. 
And the stronger the core we have, the better our balance. So whether it's like, hey, I slipped on ice in the middle of the winter, I'm trying to become better at doing something like skiing or snowboarding, whatever it is, clearly I live in a place where those things are relevant. I do live in a place where there's snow. So for someone who doesn't live in a place where there's snow, having good balance is still beneficial. We all understand that. And especially as we get into older age, that's something that we might not think about now, but maybe we need to think about, you know, decades from now. And we recognize, hey, if I continue free weight training through my whole life, wow, that's going to really benefit keeping me injury free for the long term. Having a strong core also, my friends, improves athletic performance. So this leads into point number four, which is free weights make you a better mover. Let me explain that. You move through space more functionally, less prone to injury. You move in a way that's going to make you more able to perform. If for some reason you were interested or want to do something that's athletically inclined, functional movement basically Functional movement, especially with free weights, improves kinesthetic awareness. Let me note too that the term functional movement will never be attached to the the major weight machines. So potentially cable machines can get pulled into the category of functional movement because there's some really great movements. Wood chops, I love doing on the cable machines. There's some great functional movements you can do on the cable machine because you can move in different planes of motion. But those Machines that you're seated on where you're moving in one plane of motion, those things will never fall under the category of functional exercise. Just you got these, we're kind of starting to get some overlap words here. But functional movement improves kinesthetic awareness. Now, Merriam-Webster defines kinesthesia, basically one and the same, as sense mediated by receptors located in muscles, tendons, and joints, and stimulated by bodily movements and tensions. So think of it this way. The easiest example I can offer is as a trainer and as a coach, I give people movement cues all the time. Let's say someone's squatting and I say, hey, can you sit back into your hips more? When I say those words, if you were not looking in a mirror, do you understand how to move your body, shift your weight, and move your body to reflect what's been said? That's kinesthetic awareness. And I know for a lot of people that have been working out for a long time or maybe grew up as athletes, this becomes very second nature, but it's not always second nature for people. So depending upon kind of your experience, your background, if you're someone who finds, hey, you know, I've been working with a coach or I've been going and taking group fitness classes, whatever it is, and I find that they keep using these words or phrases or different ways to describe things and I'm trying to figure out how to actually apply it to my own body, The benefits of free weights is that you're going to become more aware and more capable. You're going to increase your kinesthetic awareness. Where's my body in space and time? And how can I control adjustment of movement to get the result and the outcome that I want? So those are the four reasons to skip the weight machines and use free weights instead. I do want to wrap up the episode by talking about when to use the machines, because I would be remiss not to talk about this. There are reasons to use machines. I just encourage, start with the free weights, especially for someone who's short on time, you're looking for something that's efficient and effective. Maybe you're only strength training like one or two days a week, use the free weights. If you're someone who's like, Reed, I'm in the gym lifting weights five days a week, and I have pretty aggressive goals in terms of my physique and my athletic performance. Okay, yes, there can be definitely a place for using machines. 
I use machines at times, right? So the, the thing to be you know, conscious of here is when is the right time and place to use these? Oftentimes, because of just the way that things have grown and developed, and I think things are shifting over time as there's kind of this emphasis towards functional movement, a lot of different modalities of fitness that are focusing in that direction. But I would say over the last handful of decades, oftentimes strength training was heavily done through machine-based work. So how do we kind of shift that perspective towards free weight work? Now, let's start with this. Whenever you're programming or thinking about how you're approaching your workout, even if someone else has programmed it for you, generally speaking, right, there could be there can be insinuating circumstances here, but gen- generally speaking, you want to start with your free weight work. The free weight work, as we mentioned uh, in those four reasons, requires more muscle recruitment, more stabilizer muscles, more ask more of your core, and we want your body to be fresh as can be when you're doing that movement that is more complex and more compound. So what I love to do is start my workout with free weights, start my workout with dumbbell-based work, barbell-based work, whatever it may be, whatever I'm doing for that day. And then toward the end of my workout is when I'll select a couple machines to use as a finisher. So when your body is fatigued and you're like, ooh, my reps are starting to, ooh, I gotta rein this in. Maybe you've taken some weight off your bar in terms of squatting, whatever it may be. After you've finished your heavy squat day, for example, what if you finished with some laying ham curls and some leg presses? Maybe you want to do a little bit of development of your quads and you do some leg extensions, whatever it may be. Those sorts of machines where you do only move in one plane of motion. That's a great way to use machines because it allows you to transition to the machines. Once you're stabilizing your muscles, your core is a little bit more exhausted. Your uh, nervous system is a little bit more fatigued by that point, especially if you're going heavier in terms of your lifting. It's a great time to say, I'm going to put in a little finisher here. I'm going to really get those muscles mm, really good right at the end, really fatigue them. And that's going to be my workout. Maybe you're doing some sort of a back focus day and you say, hey, you know, I'm going to use throw a couple machines in at the end just to kind of round things out. I'm doing a back and a pulling focus day. So I'm going to do some seated rows. I'm going to do maybe lat pull down machine, maybe some seated bicep curls, whatever that may be. But using it as a finisher really is a valuable way to put machines to the use that I think is kind of the most valuable way to use them. I mean, think about it this way. The bodybuilding community, which I know y'all y'all are not my target audience. Probably nobody who's listening is a body, is a bodybuilder and nor am I. But the bodybuilding community loves machines. <laughs> they use them all the time because they are more focused on muscle growth than functional movement. The intention of bodybuilding is to say, hey, how do I sculpt my physique in a way that is reflective of what judges want to see on a stage? Great, this is coming from someone who's never done this before, but, you know, fairly understanding it. So muscle growth is is highly, uh, highly prioritized. Muscle growth is prioritized over you know, hitting a personal best on your squat or your deadlift. It's prioritized over needing to be able to move functionally. I mean, I'm sure you've seen bodybuilders sometimes that actually literally gain so much muscle that their functional capabilities start to decline a little bit because they're, (laughs) the muscles are, they're just so large. And so that that community loves using machines. Why? Because a machine is a tool that can really allow you to like fully tax the muscle. You can fully tax the muscle using dumbbells and other tools as well. Yes, right? You can you can do drop sets, all that kind of stuff. 
But the beauty of a machine is because it tracks your movement in one plane of motion, there's that extra element of a little bit of, you, you're less injury prone when you're super fatigued and you're trying to do X number more reps until you can, like literally cannot curl the weight up one more time, right? So if we take a little bit of a, just a small piece from their book, we don't need to do it the exact way that the bodybuilding community does, but let's say, hey, let's just tack on a little bit of machine work at the end of our free weight training. That is a phenomenal way to use the machines and it can be kind of a fun way to switch it up too. So friends, let's recap. I mentioned in the beginning, please focus on the fact that it is important to remember that something is better than nothing. And if you are currently in a groove with machines, don't feel like this episode is telling you to stop what you're doing. Maybe consider how could I add some free weights into the mix? Is there an opportunity or a benefit for me to work with a trainer or a coach who can give me some information on how to move correctly under a barbell or with dumbbells, whatever that may be? We spent some time defining what's the difference between the weight machines and the free weights. And then we dove into the four reasons to skip the weight machines and use free weights instead. Number one being free weights are more effective. Number two, they're more efficient. Number three, it is definitely a hidden ab workout, the way that your stabilizers have to fire when you do free weight training. And number four, free weight training makes you a better mover. It increases your kinesthetic awareness and makes you better at functional movement movement of daily life, or athletic performance, depending on what you're going for. We'll finish things up by talking about what is the situation, when is the situation to actually use machines? What does that look like? How can you fit those into your workout? Can be a good way to switch things up a little bit. So think about starting with your free weight work and just tack on a couple machines at the end as a finisher to fatigue whatever muscle groups you might be focusing on or areas where you really want to build some extra strength. The key takeaway for you, my friends, is this. I want you to assess your current routine and consider, hey, is there an opportunity to fit in a little bit more free weight strength training? Are you at a place where you're feeling like, you know what, I think I need to reach out to someone to start learning how to move better with weight? Do I need to find a a coach in my area, a trainer at my local gym that can help me, even if for just a short period of time, to really start to understand how to move through these, these major movement patterns, whether it's squatting, deadlifting, it's pushing, it's pulling patterns, those sorts of things. Or maybe you're even thinking, hey, how could I start leveraging some YouTube workouts? Find some dumbbell-based YouTube workouts where they explain how to do these various movements. You can see someone on the screen doing it. Get yourself a couple sets of dumbbells for home and try to start mimicking those movements to add free weight training into the mix for yourself in a way that might be a little bit more approachable uh, and in a great way to just start dipping your foot into the water of free weight training. That is what I have for you, my friends. Happy lifting, and we will chat oh so soon. Thank you for tuning into the Fit Feed by Read podcast. If this had a positive impact on you, I'd be so honored to have you share it with a fellow female millennial. Send it through text message or post it on your Instagram story, tagging me at Fit Feed by Read. I hope you guys have a stellar week ahead of building healthy habits. And don't forget, God loves you.